Um, you know, city officials keep telling us that everything's just say okay. But without a question, we got a gun issue happening in Toronto. And by the end of last month, May, 162 shootings, which puts us, you know, in some bad company because this is the fourth straight year those numbers have gone up. And now we are on par not just to beat the summer of the gun or the year of the gun. I mean, last week alone, three people shot in downtown Toronto, right in tourist areas packed with people. And, and so far, the mayor's been downplaying the violence. They say that police will be posted to vulnerable areas. But the unions are saying, hey, we don't have enough people. But no one will say out loud that maybe we can't get enough intelligence because, of course, we canceled carding. Here is uh, Mr. McCormack, the chief of uh, the union uh, chief, Mike McCormack, uh, speaking on this issue. The community spoken loud and clear. Uh, they don't want that, and they're saying the erosion to the police community relationship is not worth the intelligence we're gathering. Well, fine. If that's the position that we're going to take, then let's get the right amount of police officers, embed them in the communities, so that we can get the intelligence that we need in, in a respectful, lawful way, um, without going uh, resorting to carting. But we're going to have to have police officers out there in the communities to do that. So you can't say, okay, we're going to get rid of this carting and then not. Uh, follow up with a technique or an investigative uh, tool like having community-based police officers uh, out there. That is Mike McCormick. He is the uh, president of the Toronto Police Association. But let's bring in a former cop also who now serves on city council in Ward 2 um, to discuss what I think a lot of city officials don't want to discuss. John Burnside joins us now. John, there's been 162 shootings. There's no question we are... um we're on, we're on route to one of the worst years of gun crime in the city of Toronto, and yet public officials, say, let's say the mayor, uh, everything's fine, downplaying the violence. Th- that's all fine and, and good, but we're seeing people shot in, in tourist areas, um, and, and whether it's gang play, whether it's targeted shootings, I don't know what it is, but it's happening right out in the open. Is there a bigger problem than we're hearing about? Well, I would argue um, that the problem is actually... You know, it's just, it's been trending up for a number of years. I know they called 2005 the summer of the gun. But we always seem to look at death, but the reality is that doesn't really indicate, indicate the level of gun violence. It's really shootings. And, you know, in 2005, there were 359 shootings. Last year, 594. Mm-hmm. So that trend is up. So to me, this isn't an anomaly. This is a, a dangerous trend, and no one's actually... Uh, getting a handle on it. Well, I don't know if the, no one's getting a handle on it. I just don't think anyone wants to have an honest conversation about it because the problems, I guess, started in the last three or three or four years. Carding was suspended in 2015, so we have not been able to gather intelligence uh, using that kind of system. Is it time that we have a conversation about carding, or do you not think that that's the issue? Well, I mean, I think there are a couple issues, uh, maybe not necessarily carding per se, but certainly the, I'll say the attack on police. Mm -hmm. And now, you know, whether carding's here or not, there are other ways to engage the community, uh, which is being out in the community and talking to people. You don't necessarily have to card them. uh, But my sense in talking to officers is that there is, you know, it's easier and less controversial just to drive on. And that's my concern is that we've we've sort of painted the police in the corner that the best course of action for them in a general sense is just to uh, not get involved. Right. 
And what do you think? I mean, this is going to become an election issue. I mean, there's a mayoral election and whether or not Mr. Tory has anyone going up against him. Um, if the death rate or the shooting rate continues at this pace, this is not a, not something that can be ignored. No, absolutely not. But I would also say that Black Lives Matter hasn't helped things because their whole strategy has to be to separate the police from the community and to sort of have a disengagement. Whereas I think the police should be in the communities, more community policing, getting to know all the people, good and bad. And I think that would at least be able, be able, be able to put uh, somewhat of a lid on it. Yeah, I mean, Mr. McCormack, uh, you know, he, he has spoken and said, look, if you're not going to give us the carding intelligence tools and, and those tools that we need, then you have to give us the staff uh, who can get into these communities. Do you, do you see that happening? Yeah, no, I don't see that happening. And one of the problems with, uh, from what I can tell, speaking to officers, is that, you know, the task force came out with a bunch of recommendations, but they sort of fast-tracked the, the, um, the reduction in staff levels, but actually haven't got the rest of the plan in place. So they've kind of put the cart before the horse, is, is what I'm being told. But I think, you know, generally as a city, we think, oh, well, it's not us, it's gang members, it, it's fine. And the only time we actually get concerned is when it's somebody like Jane Kriba that's killed. And unfortunately, it may take a little, a few more really tragic incidents like that before people wake up and say, hey, we, we demand a strategy to, to uh, deal with this. Right. But, you know, it might not be Jane Kriba, but, you know, there was a young man, a 37-year-old uh, tech expert shot in the middle of the street in one of the highest end neighborhoods that you get in, in Toronto. And, you know, that came out of the blue. Clearly, police are still looking for a suspect. It looks like a very targeted shooting, but it's not going to take long, especially with hot weather coming. And you know when more people are on the streets, whether it's at Dundas Square, uh, downtown Toronto or Yorkville, wherever, you know, if this keeps happening, eventually people will start saying, "Okay, we've had enough. We're not putting up with this. Yeah, I don't know how you actually uh, stop targeted shooting. It's like, you know, mafia hits, but I don't think that's what what's going to really be the, the tipping point. I th- think the tipping point is when someone walking down the street uh, with their parents, with their children, is is killed. And that's when I think everyone will say, okay, we need to come to grips with this. We need to have, as to your earlier point, we need to have that honest conversation. Where is the violence coming from? Let's deal with it. Okay, but that's completely reactionary. The, the fact that, that, John, we have to wait for someone to get shot you know, an innocent, uh, you know, person in the city to get to get any action by city officials, you know, to speak up or do something. That to me seems, you know, ass backwards. Well, fair, fair enough. But I think politics is generally generally reactionary. I think certain groups in, in the city have taken the the lead and have really vilified the police. And it's going to take politicians and, I, and not just the mayor. I think city council, provincial politicians as well to say enough. And we need to actually have a strategy and move forward with it and everyone else be damned. Yeah, that that's that doesn't that doesn't sit well with me that you get a a, a small group of activists who are apparently running the show and no one has the political backbone to stand up and say, you know what, for the the best for the for the safety of our community and the city at large and for public interest at large, we are going to do something about this. That, That to me is kind of basics of leadership. Or am I asking too much? 
Well, uh, yes and no. I mean, I, I see emotionally I, I get that, but by the same token, uh, when the only people, like where is the rest of, uh, you can blame the politicians, but where where is everyone else at the community meetings? Where is everyone else with their voice? Respectfully, the rest of the city has sat on their hands and no, no one wants to say anything. So politicians, like anyone else, need the support of their communities. And until everyone uh, has a unified voice and not just the the small interest groups, then as you know, it doesn't whether it's this issue or any any other issue, change isn't going to happen. That is John Burnside, Toronto City Council, also a former cop. We'll uh, watch where this conversation goes because I think it could be a very hot summer. And uh, when that happens, you get a lot of people outside. You tend to get more violence. On point, I'm Alex Pearson. This is Global News Radio.